0: Happy Friday, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome to another episode of Game On, a sports podcast for everyone. I'm your host, Don. We're joined today, unfortunately, no Brooke. She millennialed out on us. <laughs> but I do have Danny Miami in the house. Danny, what's going on, bro? What's going on, guys? We're good to see you guys. Happy Friday. What up, Donnie? Uh, Thank you, buddy. And we also have Bryce fresh off his soccer teaching skills class. Bryce, uh-huh. what's up, buddy?
1: Not much. And while you say soccer teaching skills, it's actually called Soccer Shots. And while we're while at Walmart right now, I just want to give Soccer Shots a shout-out. If you guys want your kids to play soccer, take them to Soccer Shots. They're all over the Elkhart South Bend area, even down here in Fort Wayne. If we have any Fort Wayne listeners, they're down here as well. Uh, give um, email, email them up in South Bend or down here in Fort Wayne.
0: Are you a coach there, Bryce?
1: Yes, I am. I am a coach, and it's Calling a lot you. of fun.
0: Okay. I also let Soccer Shots know they could send the check I'll give you my address later for that. They can send the endorsement check later. Hell yeah. <laughs> Hell yeah! So, so guys, a lot to talk about in sports this week. I know COVID's been a big talking point, literally everything, but we have NBA that started last night. Well, at time of recording right now, but last night, if you're listening, happy Friday. <laughs> NHL NHL has been... Has been playing all week exhibition games. I was like a kid on Christmas morning. It was so excited. You could ask Danny. I was IMing him, yeah. messaging him at work, just super giddy, like a little school kid. Yeah, um,
2: I was like, "What the hell is this?" Game? I mean, I get it, but exhibition games, bro. Like, uh, I, I would never. I don't even watch preseason football, and I love football. Yeah, but
0: dude, I they, mean, he I, an
1: Islander fan. So, oh,
0: you're such a dick. Here we go. <laughs> I'm not an Islander <laughs> fan. You know, yo, you want to hear something fucked up? Big
1: Islanders it over
0: boys. All right, so so our the name of our podcast is Game On, a sports podcast for everyone, right? Do you know what the Islanders' new slogan is for the playoffs? No way. It's game really game on. on. Yep. Wow. So I, the other night, I, I put Game On, hashtag Game On, and I didn't realize it. I sent the tweet out. It had the fucking Islander logo next to it. I'm done here. How do you turn on this fucking mic? How do you turn off the mic? I couldn't believe it. I wanted to vomit. I was so mad at myself. I left it because I'm like, I'm not going to take down the tweet because it was a good tweet. But I was like, oh, this is gross. Like, I felt like I betrayed like my dad. (laughs) Like, you know, like when you do something and your parents say, I'm not mad. I'm disappointed. Disappointed. And it's worse. (laughs) And it feels worse. And that's how I felt. But. Yeah, I mean, you know, pretty excited to get, you know, all these, I mean, it's funny, all these fall, fall slash winter sports are coming back in, the, you know, the middle to end of summer. Um, but, you know, MLB starting back, I mean, MLB, Jesus Christ, I think I drank a little too much. Um, <laughs> yeah. MLB has Fuck already that. started, but we'll get to that after. Um, NBA is starting. Um it's an interesting uh, dynamic that they have as far as their, you know, return to play. So they have 22 teams in the bubble at Disney World, at Y World of Sport. Okay, wait, wait, wait what, slow me down. Bubble? Yeah, so you're going to hear that word a lot tonight. I need to, this is fucked. But you'll understand later as as the jokes come. So the bubble, meaning players aren't supposed to leave. Danny can see my air quotes. Bryce can see my air quotes, but <laughs> but the listeners can't. But yes, the players are not supposed to leave. They're supposed to stay. They get fed there. They stay at the hotels. They even have barber shops that they built up in this bubble at Disney for the players, so they can stay fresh, clean, nice, cool, calm, and collected. Have that fresh cut uh, ready to go for these playing games. But uh, twenty-two teams in the bubble. Uh, They'll play an eight-game regular season between all the teams to determine seedings for the playoffs. Um, Top seven teams from each conference will uh, continue on into the playoffs, and the eight seed could come down to a play-in tournament. Hmm. Sounds a lot more complicated than what the NHL has. We'll explain that as well. I've talked about that a lot in my What the Puck episodes on YouTube. So it's a 16-team playoff field like normal. The playoffs will begin after this eight-game regular season on August 17th. I mean, it's going to go a long time. I mean, it's the same thing as, as hockey. I mean, they're going to go the last game of the season, I think, is mid to late October would be the finals. <laughs> oh and that's goodness. when the NBA would actually start back up again. So Same with the NHL. Yeah, it'll be interesting. And I'll get to the NHL. I mean, it'll be interesting to see how the landscape of these sports change. I mean, I've mentioned that on a couple shows how normally we're all used to hockey, basketball starts in October, ends in, you know, the beginning of June, off-season, draft, and then we'll see in October. Doesn't look like it's going to be the case this year, how they're going to spell that and, and, and figure all that out. We're we'll, going to have
2: multiple playoffs going on. We're going to have NBA playoffs and NHL playoffs all at once. I guess and it's gonna be and the great. MLB
0: playoffs. <laughs> Jeez.
1: Oh, no, MLS won't be done. MLS oh, yeah, will be have- done. Yeah, but still, this free, thats a lot of sports.
2: It's a lot. It's a lot, it's of, a lot what, of. We're literally we having
1: what we want, bro.
2: I know. I mean, it's it's all sports in one season. It's a very condensed way to watch sports, well, man.
0: I say baseball, but we'll get to that if there is a baseball season. Oh gosh. Um, but the funny it's thing about—I know—it's a funny thing at the NBA bubble at Disney because. <laughs> Because So I, I want to touch on this, and this is, this is something I was always told as a kid. Snitches get stitches, right? Right. Don't snitch on people. All day. Well, the NBA has created a NBA bubble snitch hotline no. for, for, <laughs> no. for workers. Oh, this is good. This no, is no, golden. No, fuck, no. This no, is no. golden. So they've created an NBA snitch hotline for the bubble. Yes, the bubble. What the fuck? Um, <laughs> at Disney World. So, people that work for Disney, that are there at the hotels, or even players or personnel for teams or whatever, can call this hotline and pretty much snitch on their colleagues or the players or personnel for breaking protocol. No. Let's say. No. So, apparently, there's already been about 47 <laughs> uh, breaches of protocol. <laughs> All, but this is good. All for players picking up their Postmates food <laughs> because apparently the food, which I don't get it because I like going to Disney and eating the food there. But apparently these bougie ass basketball players can't, <laughs> don't like the fucking food at Disney. So Postmates is what they're doing. Also, fun fact, Lou Williams, uh, L.A. Clippers guard, is on 10 day quarantine. Not because he has COVID. No. Because he decided that he's going to take a vacation to go to Atlanta and go to a strip club. <laughs> <laughs> so, that, that is so, so bad. Just curious. That is so bad. Just curious. What is going on at these Atlanta strip clubs? Because we'll get to something else later that has to do with the, MB, the MLB <sighs> with a similar situation. Hey, listen, man. In... When
2: I lived in Miami, people would drive to Atlanta for the strip clubs, and I had no idea why. I've never been to an Atlanta strip club, uh, but I mean, geez, is it is it worth it that much? Like not playing ball for ten days, getting so what a ten day quarantine, ten day quarantine
0: for for dropping twenty dollar bills on someone's G string, <laughs> ten day quarantine, bro. That's what the guys, <laughs> <laughs> the guys. You
1: think Danny knows something about that. He lives <laughs> oh, in Atlanta.
0: Man, you know what? I should ask him. Oh yeah, dude. <laughs> and, and, and Pistol P was he with him? pistol Pete with his know, NBA my, stuff
2: I, he's hanging out with Lou Williams they've got to know something they're like on 20-day quarantine <laughs> well
1: here's the thing they're both I, don't, I think Danny's only 18
0: yeah he's a youngin hey. yeah,
2: there, there are some ratchet-ass uh, strip clubs for 18 year old son hey there's
0: I, one here in South <laughs> called Peaches Show Club no Show you're bar or whatever. excuse me what's it called Peaches Show Peach's. Bar Peaches yeah it's Fuck. like a little peach door on Michigan Street. Shout out to Peaches. Oh, gosh. I've never been there, but I think that is where the coronavirus started. <laughs> I'm pretty sure that it started. It, 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 Trump calls it the China virus. It's the Peaches Bar virus. <laughs> that's just, There's no way that that's, oh that's a thing. Gosh. But, yeah, I mean, uh, you know, with NBA, I mean, they, um, they started play. No, they're coming back. I mean, they. It was a shaky start. Oh, hold on, before yeah. you oh. go too far. Hold on, I, I got. <laughs> still, what are I'm, we going back I'm, to?
2: I'm still fascinated by this. Real quick, hold on. <laughs> so there's a bubble in in Orlando that happens to be Disney, <laughs> and basically, you mean to tell me that they they're 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 encouraging for Mickey Mouse, Donald Duck to write out their NBA players. <laughs> I mean, pretty much, yes.
0: Mickey okay. Mouse, Donald Duck—they walking do you, around.
2: Donny, we got for the show. We got to do this. We got to call that hotline and pretend to be snitching out a basketball player.
0: I don't know what the number is. They never listed it.
2: First of well, all, I need, I need to. I need to. First of all, get a hold of the application for that job. Like Where's the snitch the, so, hotline. So where I need the application for we that need job.
0: to ask Carlos? He used to work for Disney. Oh fuck! Hold on, let, really let me. Just, really? let me just, yeah, he were, He was a cook at Be Our Guest at Magic Kingdom. Yo, I, I I just need to. I just need to know. I, I just <laughs> We're going to find this out. We're going to find this out and we're going to blast it. No, on, I, on, I have to find I out. No, he's, calling him. Right he's really now. calling Carlos right now. I think he's working. Oh, really? I think so. He was having Who a hell cares? of a time. Who cares? He's going to scream at you. Bro, I don't know. I
2: just What are friends for if not to call him in the middle of a podcast and ask him about a snitch hotline? Snitch
0: hotline. I don't think he's going to pick up. He saw your number. He's like, get fucked. <laughs> no, come on, man. Dude, he's making fucking chicken piccata right now. i going to answer <laughs> you. Come on, chef. Uh.
1: Hello, thank you for calling. Hey. Oh,
0: you, calling. Hey. oh. oh, oh. you got You have Damn it. We're going to leave him a voicemail live on there. Please yeah. enter
1: your password. I, and don't
0: press have, I don't have a
2: password. What the hell did oh, you do? Oh, man. Yo, Carlos, give me a call, man. Uh, It's not for the money you owe me. I just need to ask you a question about a snitch hotline. Thanks. <laughs> Peace. All right.
0: So, so now that we've gotten that out of the way, <laughs> it, it's kind of intriguing to see how this is going to go. You kind of knew that – I mean, we'll, we'll get to the NHL bubble in a second, but you look at the NBA bubble and you look at those players and the way they are. And you kind of knew that there was going to be an issue. I mean, there's been several accounts. I mean, they're complaining about the food. They're doing all this stuff. But they are playing games. They are going to continue. They're super bougie. I don't don't understand it. Uh, But back to the sports side of it, I mean, it should be a lot of fun to get the NBA back. I mean, I'm going to be honest with you. The NBA has disappointed me. Maybe it's because I'm a Knicks fan. Mm. I don't know. (laughs) That might be it. 'Cause they're just a joke. I, I I'm excited to see. I mean, it's been so long without sports. So yeah. yeah, I pretty much watch anything at this point. I mean, yes, I'm I'm so thankful hockey's coming back. I'm so thankful baseball's back, maybe. But you know, even to have the NBA and just watch a sporting event, I don't care. It 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 it, it helps your psyche, it helps get you through this. So I mean, I'm pretty pumped about it. And and we'll cover the NBA as the playoffs go and 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 see, you know, give you series updates and things like that. But I mean, we're gonna move on here to the NHL, which is which yeah. is which is Don's bread and butter. There yeah. we go. go so, and here we go. This guy is with his Columbus blue jackets. <laughs> yes. um, so they started playing exhibition games this week. I was super pumped, and you know I was super pumped that I posted about watching the first game between Philadelphia and Pittsburgh, who I can give, honestly, two shits about. I was just excited to watch something be played on ice. It is kind of weird. I'm not going to lie. Uh, it is very, very silent. I mean, they do pump in a little bit of crowd noise, which is, yeah. again, odd. They did uh, It, it – it is cool to watch the games because there are no fans, so <laughs> – They're taking advantage of different camera angles, which is a lot of fun to see. Uh, There's also, like, like it's not a stage, but if if anyone's watched the games, you can see, uh, obviously, camera view up on the top. They have two giant big boards and a big NHL-looking thing. It almost looks like a video game scene. If you've ever played NHL 20, I mean, NHL 19 or whatever one is out right now, it looks like NHL 3s. Uh, wow. the way their, their their thing is set up and the game. And it's really interesting. Uh, when every, you know, whenever any team scores, it is their goal horn that they do use and their goal music. From what I understand, when the playoffs start on Saturday, which is when they start uh, first games between the Rangers and Carolina at noon, they will have – so what they ask fans to do, season ticket holders for the various teams, is to send videos – and things of chanting their, you know, let's go Rangers or whatever, and they will put it up on the board as the game is played to make them feel like they're home, depending on who's the home and away team. And it was, it was funny the other night. I was watching uh, Montreal and Toronto, uh, who are bitter rivals, obviously, um, but Montreal in the game was the home team, and Toronto was the away team. However, they're playing in Toronto. Uh, so when you when they showed the Toronto locker room, since Montreal was the home team, there was Teron- there was uh, Montreal Canadiens jerseys hanging in the Toronto locker room. <laughs> and to be honest with you, that's gotta. I mean, I'll tell you what: being a diehard Ranger fan, if ever the Islanders used the the home locker room at Madison Square Garden. And there was Islander jerseys hanging in there. You might as well fucking burn the place down. <laughs> so I could just imagine. And it was funny watching Carey Price walk out, the goalie for Montreal, walk out of the tunnel and turning the wrong direction because he's used to coming out on the other side. No, oh, geez. So it was a complete shit show and it was funny, but it makes for good stories and it oh, makes yeah. for a good time. Of course, um, man. I really, really enjoyed, you know, watching these exhibition games. Actually, it's funny the, the the ratings for the exhibition games were just <laughs> ridiculous, especially in Canada. Obviously, because, well, I mean there hasn't been shit on. Yeah. So if you think about it, this is it. I mean, this is this is what we have. So I mean, I'm I'm pretty I'm pretty pumped for that. I mean, the playoffs, like I said, start on Saturday. They're um, how many games are we getting Saturday? Saturday, there's going to be a total of, I believe, six games. Right, so 12 teams are playing. Jeez. Yeah, no, six or seven. I, I got to look again. I, the schedule throws me off. Why? Because they they have these stupid round-robin games that uh, are being done by the top four teams in each conference. So you have the Western Conference and the Eastern Conference. So you have four teams from each conference that, aren't, that are pretty much getting buys they're just playing around robin for seeding which i think is the biggest waste of fucking time ever uh, the main thing is watching the the f- well the eight play in series which are best of 5 four, four series for each conference and i'll tell you there's there's just there's so many interesting series and if you check out our youtube channel uh, me jeff and drew on what the puck covered the the western conference and the eastern conference in depth but, I mean, I'll break it down a little bit. So, in the Eastern Conference, you have Toronto and Columbus playing a best-of-five series. You have Pittsburgh and Montreal playing a best-of-five. The Rangers and Carolina. And Florida and the Islanders.
1: Yeah. <laughs> wait, wait, hold on, hold on. I can't see the the Islanders. Panthers are,
0: are in the, the playoffs? The Panthers are in the playoffs. How the fuck? Miami represent, Danny. How the fuck? They, did, they made it. I
1: asked the same thing when Columbus made the playoffs. And when the Rangers made the playoffs. Sorry, Donnie. But,
0: hey, 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 hey. Uh,
2: hey. Yo, but in all seriousness, uh, so what do the Panthers play this weekend? Please tell me
0: yes. Um, I believe they play Sunday? No, yes! No, no, Saturday. Yes. Yeah. What time? Uh, I think, I, you know what? Fucking, I don't know. No, hold on. I'm no, not the it. NHL, Danny. No, no, I know you're not, but I the, should pretty, you're this. pretty close to it for me. My hey, heart, um, bro. Yeah. What up, Bryce? What up, Bryce?
1: You know, uh, Barkoff could uh, suck a fat one. You know that, right?
0: I don't think Danny cares. I think he's just worried about uh, the Panthers being in the playoffs. <sighs> so, so I'm going to, I, I, I am going to let someone in on this conversation. I have a treat for you guys. Oh, no, oh, no, no way! I have a treat for what? you. Is she coming on? I have, I have a treat. What is it? It's, it's, it's our best friend f- from the Atlanta strip clubs himself. No. Oh, yes,
1: Danny. No. Daniel.
3: Daniel
0: Boy. hey! Oh my! Hey. What
3: up? That's hopefully that's an introduction I never get again. That's uh, that's <laughs> a special one.
0: <laughs> well, 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 There's a reason for it, and we can explain. So, please do. Going back, and I know we're backtracking. Sorry, guys. Backtracking to what we were talking about in the NBA, and Lou Williams from the Clippers going to oh. an Atlanta, Atlanta strip club. Uh, and getting put in a ten-day quarantine. So Danny, Miami, asked, "I wonder if Small World, Danny knows where the strip club is." Uh,
3: I, so. I, I do in fact know where it is located. <laughs> That's right.
0: <where> <laughs> See, there you go. This is this is this is podcasting at its best, folks. Yes, we have inside information. Oh we also we also made a phone call. To Carlos, who used to work at Disney, to, to, get- to find out the NBA snitch hotline <laughs> at Disney so we can call it live. That's great. That's Dude, excellent this is, it was, it was this, is the, this
3: is the type of research no one else is doing. That's this right. Is, this is what makes Game On special. You, you got see it, bro. Donnie right here? You can't see his, his uh, somewhat ugly face. But, I mean, no. this man is, is, like, working hard to dig up the, the news people want to know. Like this is this man is for the people.
0: I am. I am for the people. I'm like that lawyer commercial on TV. You're you're lawyer for the people. (laughs) Right. So what's the scoop
2: on this strip club, man?
3: (laughs) I I have no information other than where it's located. I've passed it on the way to Atlanta United games. Oddly (laughs) enough, Um, it's it's (laughs) a (laughs) weird part of town. But um,
2: how old do you have to be to get in?
3: I don't know, but I'm probably not old enough. (laughs) <laughs> whatever whatever that
1: age is. We,
0: just got, we discussed that, too, because Bryce was like, you know, he's only like 18. Eighteen. He's not able to get into a strip club. And I said, I don't think he's 18, but I still don't think I'm he's 19. Old. Yeah. See, we were close. Still,
2: still not we're. 21, man. But uh, no.
0: <laughs> dang. So, uh, Danny, welcome to the show. Danny, as you know from uh, the, the distant past, has uh, been on our podcast as Small World Soccer. Um, he is happy to join us tonight for one of our topics that we're going to be discussing as far as the MLS is, is back tournament. But we will get to that in a little bit. I thank you for coming in. I was just on the tail end of my NHL sp- spiel and we will we will continue that.
2: Has anybody heard about the NBA real quick? NBA the Jeez. push the push the cheer button. Anybody
0: heard of that shit? What?
3: Yeah, um, no, what on earth uh, is that?
0: Okay, hold on.
1: See, see, and
0: this is this is the research that is done, and Danny's right. And if you're, if, unfortunately, you can't see our our call right now because Danny's name is in fact Fanny, because he must have mistyped it. <laughs> is so, it really? It, sh- it shows <laughs> Fanny, F-A-N-N-Y.
2: Hold on, another news That's in the NBA. I got another one for you. Yeah, just cause I, cause, okay, so I'll tell you the news that I was trying to get you guys to hear, which is that if, apparently there's a push notification prompt that you can use to uh, to get a cheer sound. Fans tap on their team's logo and fill the meter to the top until a spinning basketball animation appears. Apparently, there's going to be like an interactive cheering between the oh people watching. Right. And yes, see, that's that's fun though. On other news, NBA teams are slowly eliminating all female dance squads because dancers say that's sexist. Welcome to 2020, and uh, that's that's your NBA news <laughs> in the, in the, around the globe. Well,
3: well, they have a connection with Lou Williams now, so they're okay. Like they, just, go they, they got a new, they got yep. a new play. it will be fine.
0: He's, he's good to go he's good to go but now do i have permission from the court to continue talking about nhl
2: before you do one last thing Son of i shit. gotta say i just gotta say really not you know <laughs> you know Bryce I, trying to I, take
3: this whole thing over i
2: just <laughs> I, I just gotta say this an all-female dance team might be sexist but an all-male dance team is just a disappointment and back to you donnie huh, I <laughs> I mean, To tell
3: us it is hey <laughs> yeah. hey
2: my, not, not to bryce that's
0: that's because he's a columbus blue jackets fan jesus (laughs) i didn't know they had fans but anyway i didn't know
3: that existed i literally (laughs) what's a blue jacket apparently it was
0: from the civil war because the place that they play at nationwide arena was built on location where they used to make the jackets for the north in the civil war oh that's actually relatively cool it is actually no. I mean, it's a great story. Relatively cool. I mean, it's better yeah. than 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 being built on a fucking strip club <laughs> ruins. This is
3: true. This is true. I hey, mean, it's not ruined though. It's it's clearly in in good standing. Clearly
2: there. Right? Yeah. All right. Danny, hey, before we
1: just- go to NHL, Danny, can you give me a score update on the Sporty KC game right now? Uh, I have have not been watching it. I've been grinding
3: out some uh, FIFA matches, but I will I will find out. Let's
1: keep, uh, on with open the story. With
3: our, keep on with the
1: story, Donnie. Our handy dandy, 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 dandy foot mob. It's 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 uh it's nil nil, 11th
0: minute. All right, cool. All go. right, Donnie, take it away. away. God, you guys want to Google? The host of the show is now allowed to talk. So, back to where we were with the NHL and their playoff format. We discussed the Eastern Conference matchups. Now, on the Western Conference side, you have Nashville and Arizona in a five game series. Winnipeg and Calgary, which I think is going to be one of the better series in the playoffs. Hard fort Western Canadian battle. Uh, I also like the, the Chicago Edmonton series where I have my upset special. And you'll also hear about that on the YouTube show, What the Puck, with me, Jeff, and Drew. And last but not least, the Canucks and the Wild. So you got Vancouver Canucks and the Minnesota Wild, which toss up for me, but I'm just excited that we're going to get a possible 52 games in 10 days, uh, of hockey. She's just back to back. It was so much fun watching these exhibition games where you can watch a game at noon, four o'clock, six o'clock and eight o'clock and 10:30. So it's been a lot of fun. I'm excited for the playoffs to start on Saturday. Um, it's, it's been cool because you have certain players, uh, there's a couple players on Toronto, but one of the better ones, uh, their backup goalie, Casimir uh, Kaskyusko. I believe that's how you say his last name. It's kind of Finnish and kind of hard. He's been doing a vlog of what these guys go through every day in the bubble. And it's actually a lot of fun to see because this is only on the Toronto side. But, so this guy checked into his room. He put the, you know, the vlog on. They, everybody on the teams get a duffel bag inside this duffel bag because they cannot share between players. They're full of supplements. So all kinds of supplements for these guys, snacks to eat healthy food. Of course, this particular player is a vegan. So all his stuff was kind of vegan. They have all kinds of shirts, different different, you know, track suits, everything with their logo on it. Everything they're just dressed to kill right now, and they have their their team masks. I mean, everything is cool. And the crazy thing was, so a lot of these players they have Twitch accounts and they stream, um, which is funny. So you see a lot of them. This guy who bought his his Xbox, and the hotels are where they're staying. Have separate servers for players to game on while they're there so they can still continue their twitch streams and things of that nature so that was pretty cool i didn't know they were going to do that also all the floors that they're on they're in several different hotels i think one of them in toronto is called the royal york and i think that's where toronto is staying which is one of the nicer ones it's right by Scotiabank uh arena which is very nice in toronto used to be the air canada center um the floors of their hotels are decorated like their team. So like the elevator doors for particularly this guy who's on the Maple Leafs is all maple leafed out. All the there's all these murals on the wall when you walk around on the floor. It's great. They take the elevator down. They can walk right to the arena, hence why it's called a bubble. They have an under like a uh I don't want to say scaffolding, but it's like tented uh, walkway from the hotel to the arena. They get halfway or they can go underneath. They go get tested. They get the thing stuck up their nose. They have to get tested every single day. Um, it sucks. Uh, I could just imagine. Dude, have either of
3: y'all been tested? I got tested the other day. That mess hurts. I did not expect like, cause it's like, okay, they're going to stick it. Like, like a little brush up your nose, whatever. Like that's, that's not a big deal, but I mean, it was like a freaking toilet brush going up my nose. That, that was insane. That was actually way more painful than I anticipated getting that every day is, is not uh, something I'm envious of.
0: Yeah. I mean, they got to do it. They got to do it every single day. You know, they get their meals handed to them. Yeah. I mean, but you know what? I mean, these guys want to play and, and it's funny to see the contrasting, you know, attitudes of you look at NHL players to NBA players. These guys are getting in trouble for ordering Postmates. They got the snitch hotline. Yeah. These guys go into a strip club and the hockey players are just like, yeah, okay, hey, yeah, great. And they walk, they do their thing, they play their game, and they go home, they eat their supplements, and they stream on Twitch like no one gives a shit. Yeah. So, I mean, it's, it's, it's kind of refreshing. I'm just happy, like I said, everything is back. I mean, I'm a big hockey guy, so I'm excited that there's going to be tons of hockey. It sucks for me. Because Saturday, my Rangers play at noon, and I'll be driving down to Tennessee, which is like kind of bittersweet. I'll probably miss the first game, but I'll probably listen to it on the radio and get yelled at by my wife. That's fine. But um, it's, it's, it's awesome to have back, and it's something we haven't had. I mean, you think about it. March 14th, I believe, was the last NHL game, and I also think the last uh, NBA game. So these guys have been off for longer than what a regular offseason would normally be. It's ridiculous. They, they, they haven't played. And they look in rare form, man. I mean, yes, yesterday, Brian Boyle for the Panthers, he got into a fight first, a bubble hockey fight, as as I, uh, as I like to call it. Um, that was a lot of fun to see. I mean, yeah, that just shows me. I mean, he fought Mikhail Sergachev from Tampa Bay. It was a decent fight. I mean, whatever. But I, I, I've I asked this on other episodes of what people thought about this. Like, what wh- what are the protections that they have? I mean, they're exchanging. I'm sure there's bodily fluids exchanged in a fight, regardless of what you want to think. So, I mean, yeah, they're getting tested every day. But, you know, that's still a precaution, I guess. You have to take that. He dropped the gloves, no problem. Threw about six, eight good punches, laughed about it, skated to the penalty box, sat down, that was it. His team was losing four to nothing. Brian Boyle was like, oh, I'm going to drop the gloves. They lost five to nothing. Good job, Florida.
2: Nice. Always, oh. always, always. <laughs>
0: That's Danny. Danny and his and his Florida team. Always, man. Got to love it. Got to mm. love it. Dolphins, Marlins, Panthers, Heat. Let's go. So speaking of Florida and speaking of Miami uh-huh. and why Florida messes literally everything up. Everything. Danny, you must be really like upset that you even share a border with that state <laughs> oh
3: it's uh it's one of the worst parts of georgia to be honest and literally <laughs> like it, the state gets worse the farther down you go like south georgia next to the border is literally just like one big swamp like it's ugly no one likes My it florida, there.
0: huh <laughs> it's thanks, literally uh, thanks literally, like, florida
3: just florida just bled over into georgia for about like 50 miles But then it kind of redeems itself in the north. So just so
2: y'all know, he's right. He's 100% right. And on top of that, you know, the truth is that Florida is divided not in half, but it's divided into two parts everything above South Florida, which is Florida, and then you have everything. Florida, and then you got Florida down by. The, <laughs> yeah, that's right. <laughs> which that's is 100% right. where I'm from. I'm from the part where people say Florida.
0: Danny's uh, Leon
2: Gonzalez came out. I'm the three i I'm the o five man. I'm from where? Like I actually, I used to live. I used to live about 12 minutes. 12 minutes, including including red lights from where Leon Gonzalez was sent his ass back.
0: <laughs> nah, see, I call bullshit. You are Leon Gonzalez. <laughs> I but told anyway. you last
2: week. What's that, uh, what's that stuff about the uh, Florida players now? The Miami the Marlins, Yo, I believe. The so, Marlins. Yeah,
0: they're good. Here we fucking and go. Again, and again, Danny, I'm going to blame the strip clubs in Atlanta for this one. Here we go. So, <sighs> apparently, Miami, on July 22nd, played an exhibition game against um, the Braves, okay. I believe. Okay. In Atlanta. They went out after, like a bunch of idiots. And I'm pretty sure we know where they went. Seventeen players on the Miami Marlins tested positive for the coronavirus. I
2: blame Lola, and you know where you are, Lola.
1: It's not funny, but it is funny at the same time because they're being complete
2: idiots. How many of them got this?
0: Seventeen. Seventeen.
2: Is that? That's isn't that like three baseball teams worth of players? What the fuck? I mean, no.
0: That's not it's not seven it's not yeah. Leave it it's, up to the
2: Marlins to have more players catch COVID than actual players on the roster.
0: Like, yeah. get the fuck, out of here. So, the fuck out of here. So then they didn't know, obviously, and they played a series against Philadelphia, and then they decided to say, Oh yeah, by the way, seventeen <laughs> players on the team took the <laughs> positive for the coronavirus. Oh, thanks. <laughs> so now today, two staff uh, two staff members for the oh, Phillies oh, tested positive. Oh, so they've canceled why all the Marlins games this weekend. They've canceled all the Phillies games this weekend. So Philly-Toronto series is canceled. I believe the Marlins and Baltimore series is canceled. No one's missing that. but I mean, it's kind of crazy. And, uh, you know, the question is, is the season in jeopardy at this point? Yes, because, of course. Because now, now you're looking at they were only playing 60 games to begin with. So now you're gonna have. They're not gonna make up these games. There's no way. This is the makeup. It's like you 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 don't make it the day yeah. of the test. You tell the teacher
2: I want to do a makeup test, and then you fit, you walk out on the makeup test again. Like, come on, man. Yeah, it's
0: it's it's crazy. It's, it's crazy. All and, Miami's fault. Man. And and yeah, I mean, just Florida continues they to suck to disappoint. Yeah. Okay, in the, in mm-hmm.
3: Miami as a team. Is the essence of Florida, man. Literally, that's, yeah, yeah, like, yeah, like, exactly. that's, that's the entirety of what it is. And the interesting thing is, obviously, this is bad. We don't want this. But it kind of proves to us why the bubble is so important. Because like, yes. a lot of people have kind of said, well, why is the bubble a thing? Why do we need it? Is it really that important? And this shows you exactly why. Because it's really one team that's caused all of this mayhem to start. And now it's affecting the Phillies. Now it's affecting these other teams that have cases that didn't before. It's mm-hmm. literally all coming from the Marlins because they're terrible at everything. <laughs> but like literally, it's 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 this one team that messed up, and it's causing the whole bubble to literally burst. So so it is an interesting view into how important that bubble really is for for all these leagues.
0: Yeah, yeah. I mean, they should have listened ruins- to. The- oh, go ahead, Bryce.
1: I say if this ruins ml the MLS's backswing. I'm gonna be pissed
2: can you imagine yeah. if the Marlins cause all sports to shut down again <laughs> oh
1: my god that would be so the Mar- the Marlins are single-handedly the
3: second wave of coronavirus <laughs> hey, the, the, I
0: don't think the first wave ever left but yeah they're they're they're, they're headed that way and I mean the STds I, of MLB bro. I still think the, the MLB should have listened to the mayor of Arizona when he said listen we can host all the games here we have a bubble let's do it here and of course Manfred that guy's a Fucking moron! He's like, no, we're gonna do it this way. Guy's a clown, bro. Guy is a clown. There's just no
2: Atlanta strip clubs in in, in Arizona, so fuck that. I'm not gonna go.
0: <laughs> just not gonna go there. But it's just, it's it, it's unbelievable. And, and you look at, so I go back to the NHL and I look at what they're doing. They th- so far since the beginning of phase two, I think, or the end of phase two, I think they said only three people. In within organizations, including players and personnel, have gotten COVID and it's been neutralized and it's been fine ever since. Why can't and, – and I was watching Sportsnet today. Uh, you know, I follow Elliott Friedman and all these guys, Chris Johnston. Why can't they do that? I don't understand how this is so hard. So, again, going back to the NHL. So, they play a period while they're playing – there is a team inside the locker room sanitizing the whole locker room. When they go back into the locker room, the locker room sanitized. When they're in the locker room, there is a team sanitizing the benches on the benches with masks. And they're not hazmat suits, but they're like what I wore when my son was born. It's like this cloth looking blue thing. <laughs> the, I don't know what to call it. It's not a hazmat. Scrubs. Suit. Yeah, no, but it's different than scrubs. It's like a, it's, it's weird looking. It maybe because it's Canadian. I don't <laughs> blame Canada. Yeah, but they know what they're doing. They're getting this right. They're understanding what to happen. And everyone was shitting on the MLS at the beginning. You had two teams drop out. You had all that. But they're getting it right now. And hopefully the NBA gets it right and stops this postmates bullshit, strip club excursions, and all that. But I mean. They're getting it right. And baseball just always thinks, hey, we're better than everyone. We're America's pastime. We're going to do it our way. Well, here's your way. Thanks, Florida. No, no. Thanks for fucking it up. And this is what happens.
2: Yeah, no. Yeah. You're allowing a Miamian team to be part of your league during Corona. It's not going <laughs> to go well. You got to like
1: add on to that whole thing. Um, I was listening to High the podcast. Um, shout out to them. They're great soccer podcast. They had, John, they had Johnny Borenstein on, and he was saying like he's scared at this, but he's not scared at the same time about this whole COVID thing in the bubble because he's saying well he plays for Chicago and they share a lot they share a floor and I think a locker room with two other teams because they I mean I, don't know, I forget how many teams are in the in the tournament but like he's saying it's also sketch at the same time which it should be I mean you know.
0: Yeah, I mean, it's just – there's certain ways to do things, and you really need – and I was listening today uh, to a couple guys on ESPN as well, and they're like, the NFL should take notes right now and figure out something to play in a bubble. This shit works when you have teams that travel like they're doing in baseball and traveling to other cities and being allowed to do shit outside in the city and not really having any regulation – This is the shit that happens and it just further enforces the fact that you can't, you just have to follow proper procedure and the NFL is another one of those leagues where I I don't really have faith in it because, you know, they're just one of them that think, you know, our shit doesn't stink. We're going to do what we want and you just can't do that. You have to follow. You look at the NHL, you look at MLS, you sort of look at NBA and you see these things are working. It's working. You're playing in a bubble. It doesn't take that much. And and I feel that you have these teams in the NHL in Toronto and Edmonton. They pick Canadian cities. And I was watching Sportsnet today. And they, sh- they shit all over the United States, man. And you know what? I sort of don't blame them, man. They were originally, the hub cities were supposed to be Toronto and Las Vegas. Las Vegas got hit kind of hard. And... They backed out and moved that move that shit to Edmonton because Canada's got their crap under control, man. Mm. And they were like, yeah, you know, I'm happy they moved it to to Canada and not our crazy neighbors down below. And I couldn't help but laugh. This is the first time where the, the United States and I'm not getting into this, but we're shut off from everybody. Our borders with Canada is closed. We can't go overseas. I'd be shocked to shit if Mexico doesn't say, "You know what? <laughs> game over, but that's all I'm going to get in into politics. All I'm saying is it needs to they need to reevaluate how they do things this is and I plead with the NFL I really want to see an NFL season. I really want to see a college football season. I think what college is going to be doing is great where they're just doing conference games only. They have a whi- Yeah, I don't, I'm not even going to get into that. Now, all you Notre Dame fans, all the Notre Dame fans are so excited that you're going to go. You're, oh, we're in <laughs> they the ACC. C- we're in the ACC. You guys didn't to- pick a conference for 120 fucking years. All of a sudden, you guys are excited about it.
3: Well, and now they're about to play against remotely decent opposition, and that's honestly generous for the ACC. But yeah. and they're about to go like 500 as far oh, as, no, as the percentage. No, they like, won't. It's gonna
0: no, they're, they're, sorry, dude, I, you, think they're gonna, you think they're gonna be
1: Danny, Clemson? Danny, listen, listen to me. Oh, they'll, they'll have they'll have one or two losses. ACC. Oh is, my word! No, i mean no. Listen to me. I'm being dead serious. If you
3: think but we're about talking it. about Notre Dame here, I mean, I know. I understand listen. that the ACC is not exactly the cream of the college football crop. There, it's it's really almost at the Pac-12 level, and I understand that. This is this is not the SEC or even the Big 12 or even the Big 10 we're talking about. that being said, it literally doesn't matter what conference they're in. If it's a Power 5 conference, they, I, I don't see them winning any more than at the most state games. And I mean, I, I, I say that because you look at the history of Notre Dame and who they play and who they lose to every year, especially in the second half of the season, because every, this is what happens every year. They hype themselves up. They win five, six games in a row, maybe beat a couple top 25 teams. And then when it comes to the last three or four games, they choke multiple times and they have not shown any ability as an organization, as a program to win games when it matters. So maybe they have, they string four or five conference wins together, but they play Clemson. They even play Florida state, heck, Virginia, Virginia tech, anybody remotely good, anybody that's not pit or Georgia tech and they're going to struggle in the second half of the season. They really are, and I, I don't see them going anywhere close to a conference championship game because you have to win games in the second half of the season, and they're not going to do that.
0: I, I mean, I know Dan, I know, I know. Bryce is laughing right give now. Give me two minutes.
1: Give me two. Give me oh, two go minutes. Go for it. Just give me uh, that's a
0: rebuttal time. I love it. Donnie talked about exhibition hockey. Listen, you can talk about college football. Danny, I love you, man. <laughs>
1: but every team that you have, that you name, the Forest State, the Virginia, the Virginia Tech, we've beaten them teams. For the past three years, we've beaten every one of them teams. We've been in Boston College. They're on their a on schedule. We beat Syracuse. We've beaten every one of these teams handily. I don't see Notre Dame having any problem only having – I don't see them having any problem going only two losses this season. Yes, I don't think they're going be, to beat Clemson. I think they're going to get steamrolled by Clemson. But I do not see them only going 500.
3: I don't see well, it. here's the problem, though. I mean, I mean, I I understand that they've had one-off wins against a Syracuse or a Boston College, which even those aren't necessarily upper-tier ACC teams. Well, no. Maybe Syracuse is, but I mean, e- even saying that, I mean, they beat Boston College after two weeks of like Army and Colgate or whoever the heck they play up there. Like, they they have like four or five Power Five conference and maybe six or seven. I mean, they they don't really play a. a a season-long schedule like that where every week, week after week, they're playing a Power 5 team with that level of size. I don't really think that their team is used to dealing with the level of size, the the level of depth that a Power 5 team brings week in, week out. They just they don't have that mentality because they've never had to. They are able to gear up for one or maybe two big games. They're going to have to play a full season of ACC football, and even though it's not SEC, it's not Big Twelve it's still power five football. There's still a recruiting cost level that's brought to an ACC school that you don't get at a lot of the lower league, lower league, the, it might as well be, but the, the, the lower tier teams that they play when they're not playing a Syracuse or a Florida state or somebody like that. So you've got to take that into consideration as well. Yeah. It's a different season.
1: But here's the thing also. Now the eight, now because I'm not gonna try to drag the song cultural World, because this is not what this podcast is about. This episode's about. <laughs> but if you think about it, Notre isn't technically in the ACC conference in football, but since they are in the ACC conference in a lot most of their other sports in Notre they are required by contract to have at least six ACC games in their schedule, which is what they have. So they have ACC experience. They've had ACC experience for the past three years. And have they beaten a lot of those teams? Yes, they have.
3: They've also picked but, and chosen which teams they play. Thank you. I mean, this is they, – they play significantly worse ACC teams every single year. And you look at the schedule and you can't deny that. I mean, they're no, purposely deny it. playing the, the lowest of the low in a low conference. So, I mean, it, it's – you're right. They've played a lot of these teams and they've beaten them. But the other half of the league that's actually fairly decent that's going to give them a challenge, they're going to struggle against that week on week on week. And and honestly, it, we we don't know. We can sit here and, and throw conjecture out until we actually see it. It's going to be a challenge that we've never seen before for Notre Dame. But personally, I don't know that they're up for it. Given the challenges, the true challenges that they've faced in the past, they, they I have no confidence in Notre Dame being able to handle a season-long challenge like this, but we'll okay. see. It's it's, I'm it's, your it's bet down. I'm money. It's all it's, money. It's
1: all the play for it. It's money. It, it's, saying, it's all the play for in the season. We'll see.
2: Gambling I'm on it. Putting
1: down between Danny and I. I'm ending it right here. Notre <laughs> will have one lost season, and their loss is going is coming from Clemson, and that's it. And they will make the championship. They will make the ACC championship. We're done with that conversation. Donnie's taking away. Let's go to the 50, next
2: bucks, one. fifty bucks. Fifty oh, bucks. Yeah, fifty bucks. Fifty bucks. Right fifty 50 I, bucks. Or or, 10 or 10 bucks. you wasted our time. Oh <laughs>
1: I'll put ten,
0: 10 bucks. To...
2: On. I'll put ten bucks. Ten bucks. Ten bucks, bro. Uh, you know what, Danny won the argument. That's that was it. A, forward, over,
0: a hard fought argument. Come <laughs> on. Yeah, now. you hard
2: fought that shit. I you had you, had, bro. Bryce, I was bro, I was believing in you for a second, bro. <laughs> no, I'm
0: I'm
1: putting ten bucks because you know what. I don't have that I don't have that much money to to uh, be betting on but I, much I think I know I think
0: right, I know I think I know why listen. it's 10 bucks I think I know why it's 10 bucks cuz you almost lost to Virginia last year <laughs> in the game that you played What are you you, talking about you can't can play below the Mason Dixon line we know that any people <laughs> of the Mason
1: Dixon <laughs>
0: Was it Virginia Tech then? I don't know. I can care less about Notre Dame football. We
1: almost got beat by Virginia Tech. I was at the Virginia, Virginia. game, and we slaughtered them.
0: Okay. Well, congrats. No,
1: we almost oh, lost boy. the game. Okay.
0: We yeah, almost I'm lost. Right. I love how
3: that's Virginia. a game he remembers. He's like, yeah, we killed the Virginia Cavaliers. That was a great day in Notre Dame history. Hey, you remember was... when you
0: guys really put a beating on Wake Forest, too?
3: Oh, man. Glory that was, days. That was a red penny night. Let
0: me tell you, Penn High School here can beat Wake Forest and Duke in <laughs> football. No, that I, was look, a red panty night, bro. Look, look, look. There's nothing. Look, we all know Notre Dame is always gonna have a good program. However, and I, I was gonna talk more MLB, but we went off on a yeah, fucking this is, <laughs> and it was great. Yeah, yeah no, no, that was I fantastic.
2: To, I got to watch ten dollars worth of
0: gambling. <laughs> but but <laughs> Danny, but, that but, was
1: a good fight right there, buddy. Now it's well, make, it really it's was, make, bro. That was
0: that was good. Go. I, I, indeed, I give indeed. the win. I give the win to Fanny. <laughs> I mean oh, man. only because Bryce so, is a Notre Dame fan, and I didn't know that, so now he's in trouble, but
3: gone.
0: when you look at when you look at Notre Dame and what they've done the last couple of years, every time they're like the you know the bride'smaid, never the bride type of thing where they they they'll play great in the season because you're playing Boston College and Navy and Duke and Wake Forest and Syracuse and Teams that literally mean nothing. <laughs> Ten bucks. But then when you play a team, then when Notre Dame plays a team like, like Georgia, or they play, they're going to play Clemson this year, and you've said it, as a Notre Dame fan, they're going to get killed. There are delusional Notre Dame fans. I, I don't care. Hit me up. Make fun of me. Yell at me. I don't care. I live in South Bend. I'll give you my address. They are the quintessential just flops half the time you watch them and it is nothing against them. It's just what they've not built anything <clears> to play for. They play these teams. They're independent. They get to pick their schedule. Yeah. Oh, we're going to play the ACC. Do me a favor. When that ACC contract is up, tell the Notre Dame that you want to play the sec and see what happens to Notre Dame. Yeah.
3: If yeah, i re- the big 10, the big 10 would make a lot more sense. Play Michigan, play Michigan state, play teams in your area.
0: That would be fun.
3: I, they, I would. They,
1: they, played, they played them for so many years. We know they could beat them.
0: Not the last five.
1: What are you talking the, about?
0: Didn't they lose to Michigan this year? This past they year? They lost to
1: Michigan this last year. Like, candidly. Like, Michigan even wasn't even – Michigan struggled. Yeah, yeah Michigan, struggled Michigan's,
0: another, Michigan's another team that I have uh, – Yuck. That's all I have to say. Fuck I'd that. actually I'm rather... I
1: don't want to fucking talk about them bastards. Fuck yeah, I'd
0: rather... I'm a gator. I'm a gator through and through. Okay. I right. Florida.
1: Just fuck Michigan. I ain't fucking talking about them.
0: I'm just excited for the, for the prospect. They say that uh, Florida and Notre Dame are going to do a home-and-home. Home. Hmm. Oh, I will be at that game, and I will scream at every Notre Dame fan in that tailgate <laughs> if we're allowed to even go. <laughs> because, no... I...
2: Donnie will go over there and give him all COVID.
0: <laughs> uh, no, yeah, I would never. If I'm sick, I'm staying home. But, yeah, great segue into college football, by the way. That was awesome. Uh, love to see the passion. Danny, I didn't even know you had it in you. I didn't know you were a college football guy.
3: You know, it's, it's hard not to be in the South.
0: That's um, that's,
3: it, it's, you kind of get wrapped up in it, whether, you, uh, whether it's your main sport or not. Um, and it's, it's funny because I, I obviously Georgia and Georgia Tech is kind of the, the big rivalry here uh, in our state. Yeah. And it, it, everybody has a side except for me. I literally don't care because uh, I haven't lived here really long enough to, to really care too much. And I'm obviously in college, but the school I go to doesn't have a football team. So yeah. I literally just am completely neutral to everything and have a reason to hate everybody. So pretty much no matter who you care about, I probably don't like you. So that's that's <laughs> basically where I stand with college football, but it's it's fun. I love that because like I never I never get mad. Like I'm always happy to see somebody lose. It's it's pretty awesome. So like whoever
2: and wins, I'm like, yep, I hate un- them. This guy is legit. And it's
1: unfortunate that he lives that the cl- where his school is in Nashville is the only football there is Vanderbilt, and they're oh God it's awful. terrible. Uh-huh. No, I can't claim it's awful. them. They they can't, they can't, they can't even fill half their stadium, bro.
3: No, of course not. Because who would go to that? It's, it's awful. Like, it's terrible. And they football. used to be
1: a pretty good football team, too.
0: They used to yeah, be. Yeah, they had
1: some good years. Uh, yeah.
0: they, I remember them beating the Gators. I want to say, say it's going on 10, maybe 15 years ago, but they were all right back in the day. I don't remember exactly, but they were all right, but. So I kind of want to just finish on one more thing, one more thing for baseball, and then we'll let Danny and Bryce take over a little bit with uh, some MLS, uh, MLS's back tournament. But one of the big things in baseball this week, um, besides Miami screwing everything up. Uh, wah, wah, wah. <laughs> um, So as you all know, you know, the Houston Astros were accused of cheating in 2017 and, and, and years after. Um, The baseball gods were with us when they did the schedule, and they had the Dodgers play the Astros this week. Um, Joe Kelly, uh, who, if you've ever seen his famous uh, uh, Instagram video, I think, or Twitter where he threw the changeup through his front window in his house on accident, um, decided he was going to throw a Carlos Correa. Uh, He was kind of accurate there. So he hit Carlos Correa. He threw at Bregman. He missed or he walked him. I don't remember if he hit him, but I know he hit Carlos Correa and Manfred, Mr. Clown. Uh, yo, I don't understand how he's still the commissioner. So you have a team that cheats blatantly and admits it, apologizes and then goes back. Carlos Correa talks all this shit, tells players, if you don't know what's going on, shut the fuck up and shut your mouth and blah, blah, blah. OK, so you got hit with a fastball. Good for you because you're an idiot and a cheater. They suspended Joe Kelly for 8 games in a 60 game season for hitting this guy but they didn't suspend one Houston Astro that was involved in in cheating at all. I don't agree with it. I don't think it makes sense. I I am totally I'm I'm completely against it. I cannot stand baseball's commissioner Rob Manfred. I think he's a jerk off This guy shouldn't be doing anything with baseball. He's ruined the game. He says he's trying to make it faster. By in turn, he's just taking away strategy from it. Uh, Mandatory three batters for a relief pitcher. That just kills the strategy of it when you're looking at lefty specialists. And he's just doing a lot of things to kill the game of baseball. I understand they're trying to appeal to a younger audience. They're trying to appeal to, you know, this generation. But you know what, there's only so much you can do to change baseball. And I mean, let's think of it this way. If you're looking at this generation and you're looking at baseball needed a villain. Yeah. It's been the Yankees in the past and because they're so good and they spend a lot of money and they, you know, whatever the case may be, but they needed a villain. And finally, again, the baseball gods given that to us with the Houston Astros where you knew this was going to happen. In my eyes, I'm very controversial when it comes to this. If you want viewers in this day and age and in this country, if you want viewers, controversy and a villain is what you need. And the Houston Astros were that. And to do what he did and suspend Joe Kelly for that, I think is just an abomination. I think it's the dumbest shit he could have did. Let it go. It was done. They had words after. He made fun of them. He said as he was walking away, you can't hit if you don't cheat. There was a lot of shit said. The benches cleared. No punches were thrown. It was great viewing, in my opinion, because you're rooting against the Astros. Everyone, I think even Astros fans are rooting against the Astros. Because when Carlos Correa got hit, They played a clapping sound in the home (laughs) ballpark. (laughs) That's fucking hilarious.
1: Oh, God. They're home.
0: No, go ahead. Go ahead.
1: No, but I was just saying, like, and it's funny because it's just beginning of the season. This is going to be every fucking game for these bitches
0: this season.
1: Them getting beamed by balls. And, I, and I, I think it I depends day on day who they.
0: I think it depends on who they play, though, because the, che- the, the Dodgers are I who they
1: cheat.
0: The Dodgers are who they cheated, to, Though they, it it's the reason why they lost the World Series in 2017 was because they cheated against the Dodgers. The Dodgers have every right, and the Yankees have every right. Now the Yankees won't be. Well, they will be playing them, but no, they won't. They will not be playing them unless it's in the playoffs. Um because the way the structure is, they play their division and then the opposite league division. Um, but those are really the only two teams that, that have a right in my eyes. Now, yeah, baseball in general um, has the right to be mad for cheating. It's, it's inexcusable this day and age. It's inexcusable. Now, you know, I, I understand stealing signs, and that's all part of the strategy of the game. But when you use electronics to cheat and you have a whole team that's sitting there with monitors in the dugout and in the, in the walkthrough in the tunnel and you're trying to cheat by using technology. That's a problem. If you got a guy on second base and he's stealing the catcher signs and the catcher needs to fucking do his job better. But if you're using technology to do it, that's inexcusable man. And they deserve everything that they get. Now, I don't think he needed to be suspended and I disagree with it. And I think Rob Manfred is a real jerk off for that. And I mean, that's all I'm going to say on that. I mean, baseball so far has been interesting to watch. I saw my first baseball argument between an umpire and a coach and it was funny because they ran out and then put their masks on really quick and started (laughs) arguing through the masks. So that was funny to see. That was funny to see. Um, There's a lot going on and i will be interested to see if the season continues because now you're going to have teams that have played significantly less games than the 60. So how do you, how do you go about that in the standings? How do you handle that? Yeah. It'll be interesting to see. So yeah, I mean, that's, that's, that's it for baseball. We're going to touch more, obviously, as this story progresses and as the season progresses, but we bought Danny on AKA Fanny. I'm sorry. That's your new nickname now. Cause I'm looking right at it. Um, Not and way. we brought, we brought Bryce on, uh, there are big MLS guys, and obviously the MLS tournament and the MLS's back tournament is is in full gear. Um, I feel terrible for Danny and his Atlanta United team. We'll, I feel
1: terrible for Sporting. Uh,
0: I, I'm sure we'll get to that, but I'm gonna let I'm gonna let you guys take that away. Me and Danny will chime in as uh, as we can. So, what's going on in the world of MLS, boys? Well, well, I'll tell
3: you what's going on. Uh actively right now, uh Bryce's beloved sporting Kansas City is losing three nil in the first half. So
1: uh so Philadelphia oh.
3: Union is uh, has has just Union? absolutely wait, wait, wait. what's happened is uh what what's happened is uh sporting has pulled no the Notre I mean. Dame. <laughs> so uh so that's, really, that's really what we've, uh, what we've just seen occur, <laughs> and that's actually talking. going on as a are recording. Talking.
1: Fucking stop um, talking.
3: <laughs> but, but no, in, in all seriousness, uh, that's not good for sporting, but I really can't talk given that Atlanta scored an entire zero goals in three games uh, and lost all three yeah. of those matches. We fired our coach, and, uh, and yeah, so our star player is hurt. Our coach is gone. And we absolutely made a mockery of ourselves in MLS's back. So uh, really dire straits for Atlanta. Uh, it's been a lot of transfer rumors, uh, a lot of uh, uh, coaching rumors, obviously, now that we have a, an open position. Uh, but none of it really seems like it's it's a long-term solution right now. Uh, for the first time in Atlanta's history, in its young history, it feels like the front office doesn't have much of a direction. Um, and I, I say that because – uh, this entire team this year was tooled around what Frank Boer wanted to do. And and Frank DeBoer did not really fit our system. Uh, when Atlanta first came on the scene and we were this kind of swashbuckling attacking team uh, under Tata Martino, we had this kind of South American flair, uh, this attacking flair, and we didn't care about giving up three goals a game when we scored four. Uh, that was the type of football that we wanted to play, the type of soccer we wanted to play. Um, and so it, it, when we switched to Frank, we kind of got this Dutch total football system um, where you see a lot of possession and a lot of kind of precise passing and working the ball up. Uh, and you'd rather win one nil than win four, three in Frank de Boer's eyes. Uh, and it just didn't fit our personnel. Um, so what Atlanta did was they switched their personnel. Uh, we lost a lot of fan favorites that we really loved, but it was all kind of thrown under this umbrella of we're switching the team for what our manager wants. And we're going to actually follow, Uh, What what he wants this squad to look like. Uh, And now he's gone because he's failed us miserably. So it's this kind of weird transition point where for the rest of the season, we're stuck with a team uh, that really isn't our style uh, with a manager who it was his style. He's gone now. Uh, so we have we, we kind of have this weird rock and a hard place situation where we don't really want to have another Frank DeBoer because obviously his system doesn't work for us. But that's the system that our personnel is based around. Uh, so it's really it's it's not a good time. Uh, we'll we'll work our way out of it. And we still have the talent to, to make something of the season for sure. Uh, I still see us making the playoffs, but uh, it's it's definitely something that we're going to have to fix uh, sooner rather than later. Bars,
2: yeah. son, dropping bars, son. <laughs> yeah. Oh, shit. That, that that. So it sounds to me like Atlanta's doing their best. Best inter inter. Wow, their best impersonation of a Miami team. That's really <laughs> yeah, what they're to do. It's not good. I, it's, the,
3: the Florida swampland has moved farther Fuck. up, uh, which is not good for anyone. Um. Uh, but but no, I mean, in all seriousness, it it is. It's kind of like a, a Miami team right now uh, in the worst way possible. Uh, when you said and the office- so. Uh,
2: yeah, when you said the office doesn't have a direction, I was like, oof, that's, that's a sentence I've had yeah, all my life. Yeah,
3: and it, that's that's never happened until this point in Atlanta. Carlos Bocanegra um, and uh, uh, and Darren Eels uh, and everybody at the at the head of the club has done a, an excellent job of signing people and, and going about their business with intention. This is the first time that it feels like I can't confidently say that as a supporter. Uh, so it's a little bit disappointing. Uh, obviously that, that moment comes in any franchise's history. Um, but given kind of how spoiled we were with, uh, how positive all our steps had been up to now, uh, it is, it is pretty frustrating to see. And, uh, I, that doesn't necessarily mean that I want any of those front office people to leave. I, I still think they're, they're good pieces. Um, uh, but they've, they've kind of got to get their act together now and, and go back to, uh, to what they were doing well. So, we'll see if that happens and how long it takes for that to happen. Um, but until then, we might not see the Atlanta team that we're used to.
0: So, I mean, now with your team that you actually, you know, you support being out of the tournament, I mean, do you have anyone that you'll now follow? I mean, <laughs> whoever's playing Orlando, whoever's
3: playing against Orlando, that's really don't playing care Orlando. who it is. Well, I Orlando's hate Orlando's there, so. guts.
0: Oh, Carlos I, is upset with you for that comment. Good. Right I, he should be.
3: I don't care. That's, <laughs> supporting Orlando is worse than supporting Notre Dame. It really is, and that's saying <laughs> something. Orlando is, is the worst team. I mean, I, there's a lot of teams that I hate. Uh, and and if, if Nashville were in, because obviously I, I go to school in Nashville. Nashville's kind of like my second home. Uh, the Preds are my NHL team, even though I have no idea anything about hockey. Uh, <laughs> I, I am a, a, a mild Pred supporter. Uh, but if Nashville SD were in the tournament, I'd support them. They were stupid and got a bunch of COVID cases. So they weren't even in this at all. Although they still probably did better than Atlanta, to be fair. Um, they, uh, it was a better performance from Nashville than Atlanta. Uh, but, but no, in all seriousness, um, you know, I was, I was really feeling the Whitecaps. Uh, I don't know if, for those who don't know, Vancouver Whitecaps are by far the worst team as far as skill level in the entire league. And it's not cool, even though. close. They're horrible. Maybe Cincinnati is there with them, um, but no one else. Uh, and so uh, they actually made it uh, into the playoffs by some crazy miracle. Uh, ended up uh, playing sport in Kansas City, fondly enough, uh, and nearly beat them in a penalty shootout. Uh, the great story was their goalie was their third-string keeper and the only keeper on the roster. The other two had to leave. One of them had like an injury, and the other one had to go home and leave the bubble for a family emergency. So it was literally this like, 21-year-old dude who had never played any kind of like, high-level soccer at all, just sitting on the Whitecaps bench, and they're like, huh, yes, we gotta play this, man. And he made like eight <laughs> saves, and, and actually like, led them to penalty wow. kicks. It, 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 was, it was an awesome story. And then he kind of didn't do very well in the shootout, and they lost, but you know. Wow. Uh, but no, that was a cool story. They're out now. So basically, anybody I relatively care about is gone uh so you know i don't know it, i i do I, I, from a from a neutral perspective and, and a uh just a lover of the game lafc plays the purest soccer that mls has it's the closest we have to a, a real soccer team that, that plays soccer the right way in my opinion um so as much as i uh, am inclined to cheer against them given how good they are given that they're a, a huge threat to atlanta generally Uh, It's probably not going to matter this year because we're going to be trash. And uh, LAFC plays the best soccer. I'll probably go with them. And they are playing Orlando as an added bonus. So I'll I'll go with LAFC. There
0: you go.
1: Update alert. Score alert. Alan Polita just scored. It is halftime 3-1. We're not out of this yet, boys. And while we're talking about that. (laughs) Shut the fuck up, boys. While we're talking about that. So... I think um, that goalkeeper for uh, Vancouver, I think it's like Thomas Hassall or something like that. I think it's his yeah, name. Yeah, yeah it was like, There was 36, 36 shots. He saved eight of them, took him to PKs, and then just absolutely just got demolished in PKs. But here's the other thing I really want to point out. Timelia, hands down, and I mean, I know I'm, I'm not trying to be biased, but hands down, I think Tamelea is one of the best if not the best goalkeeper in the MLS. He's one of the most underrated, if nothing else. But here's the thing. Do you think – I was going through um, – I was following MLS on Instagram on, on the PK highlights, and people were saying that he was coming off the line too fast. Mm. By, oh. But here's the thing. Here's the thing. You can, have, you can move one foot before the, before the ball is kicked. Am I Right. You are correct. And as a, as a soccer referee myself,
3: uh, I, I consider myself a connoisseur in the... No, I'm kidding. Uh, but I know the laws of the game pretty well. Um, and so the rule is, yes, that you can have one foot on the line. And for those who aren't necessarily big soccer people who don't understand, like, why is that even a rule? Uh, effectively, because uh, it's kind of this one-on-one deal, obviously, a penalty uh, the goalkeeper moving ahead cuts down the angle right that the, that the uh, shooter can can use to score so uh, the idea is if the keeper can just jump out before the key, uh, the, the shooter takes his shot uh, then obviously you, you have an advantage for the goalkeeper that shouldn't be there uh, so the rule is that the goalkeeper has to have at least one foot planted on the goal line uh, at the time of the shot at the time that the the uh, shooting player, get the ball comes off his foot effectively. Uh, but there's you're judging that in real time as a referee. So it, it gets to be this really messy scenario where if you're going to call that to the tee every single time, it's going to be carnage because you're going to have to – what happens is if the player misses and the goalkeeper saves it and he came off his line about a nanosecond early and you decide that you're going to flag that, well, then the problem is you have to retake the kick and that's probably going to happen another two. This has happened before in MLS where there had to be a, a retake three separate times because the referee decided that the keeper came off his line three times in a row. So, I mean, you, you just, you put yourself in this situation that you really don't want to be in as a referee. There's enough that you have to to cover and to, to be mindful of and to be watching at one time. That's not the thing that it's like calling somebody for a, a foul throw in. Like it's, it's a rule, but, if you're going to be super stringent on that, you're missing something else. That's not, that's not the thing that you want to be focused on in that moment. Um, so that's something that fans like to look back at the tape and say, oh, look, look, he did this, he did this. But, but no referee, uh, unless it's something egregious, really should be uh, taking that into account first over, over other things that they're focusing on and something so important as a penalty shootout. That's my personal uh, opinion and my experience. Do you think he was moved off the line too early? I mean, yes and no. Was he off the line early? Yes. I mean, by margins, a very, very small proportion. Uh, And on a couple of those shots, not necessarily all of them, but a couple of them, if you want to slow it down and and look at a slow-mo video and say, yes, his foot is off the line before the, the ball is released from the player's leg. Yes. But I mean, it's so negligible that you're not even going to see that in real time. And it's not something that VAR can determine is a clear and obvious error. So is his foot off the line in a couple of cases? Yes. Was there an error in refereeing? No.
1: Nope. But yeah, I, that's why I just want to know about that. But I, I mean, I, I totally agree with you. There's a couple shots. But yeah, I think Tamelia. Um, one of the best goalkeepers in MLS. I mean, hope. I mean, tonight's not his best night, but hopefully, uh, um, Alan Pulido on the front line um, can uh, can get something going. That was a, that was a big goal, low key. That was a very big goal going into the second half.
3: Yeah, a lot of momentum comes from just just having a goal, something to kind of uh, uh, at least have a little bit of momentum, a little bit of positivity. Because yep. once you're down three yeah. nil going into the halftime team talk, you're, you're you, there's just this mental place that's really hard to to overcome at that point. Uh, so yep. even having one goal back, it, it, it almost means more than the scoreline uh, because it kind of gives you a better uh, a foothold just emotionally, mentally, uh, to move forward from. So we'll see if, if they can turn that around. Personally, uh, I, I'd say I, actually the opposing goalkeeper Andre Blake is uh, is probably my pick for the the goalkeeper of uh, the 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 best goalkeeper in the league. Uh, Jamaican guy, he's incredible. Um, he he comes up with some insane saves that just shouldn't happen. Like you look at, at his highlights and you're like, that's not possible. That's that's not a save that a, a human can make. That's insane. Um, so I, I think it's going to be very difficult to put three goals past him. Um, so we'll, we'll we'll see if they can conjure up some magic. But I do know oh, Alan does a quality player. They have a quality attack uh, if. If anybody's going to do it, it's probably Sporting or LAFC.
1: Yep. And here's the thing, and I know we're getting cut short on time here soon, but uh, yeah, hurry the fuck up! Space, uh-huh. I know. Yeah. But uh, it's, <laughs> this is basically like a two a two nothing situation. That the you, we all know that the two nothing lead is the most dangerous lead in hockey and soccer.
0: I was going to say in any uh, yeah. It's
1: the, and it's the most it's the most dangerous lead because you get too comfortable and and once you get one goal once you get scored on once you just break down and you shut down and it's over then you twice then you're done but yeah hopefully we can get something going I really am looking forward you, to watch the second half.
0: You guys are hoping a three nothing lead is the worst lead in soccer. Shut yeah. the fuck up. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, I have no horse in the race, boys. I mean, I don't. MLS, I haven't really – I don't know. I, I, for me, I haven't really followed it. I'm more of a European soccer guy and an international soccer guy. Yeah. Um, but if I, if I did, I mean, I would have to go – and I don't even know how they're doing, but I would have to go with, with the Red Bull for some odd reason. Nice. I, I, because they're the original New York team. used to be the Metro Stars. That was a blast. Yeah. Um, that,
3: Those were the days, man. That was that—that's old school right there. I, so, mean, I
0: used to go to games, man. When I was living back home in New York, I used to go see the Metro Stars play. To, uh, Tony Miola was their goalkeeper. Yeah,
3: and like Tim sure. Howard after that.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. So they had some good. I mean, they had Thierry Henry come in and play for them for a while. Yeah. I mean, they had some solid, solid like. Big name guy, not that, you know, Tony Miola was a big name guy. He was just a U.S. goalkeeper, too, but...
3: In the U.S. he was, though.
0: He was, yeah. But yeah, yeah. back then, being a goalkeeper yeah, in the, the U.S. Yeah. equaled Equaled me being a podcast in the U.S. Yeah. right now. Yeah. <laughs> so I'm going
1: to... While we're at it, so, Danny and I, we've been on break because of something. And I actually just want to announce it right now. Uh, because it's probably going to happen, but... Um, we um, have possibly gotten a uh, a former. Stop being uh, excited and spit it out. Yeah. that's the hell up! We've got, we possibly get we've probably gotten a uh, former Red Bull uh, New York Red Bull on our uh, on the pitch. We have contacted BSI the podcast and they are loaning us uh, Sal Ziso, uh now playing for the San Diego Oil. So he might be coming on the on the pitch with us. So you're going whenever you can get the chance to you. But um, that's something to look forward to. And um, I wanted to announce that.
0: That's awesome. That's awesome. Cool. Yeah, Good okay. work, We're boys. So. Yeah, nice, nice recap. Danny
1: about, Danny about shit a brick when I told him that.
0: I think you did too. Don't lie and hide it. You should have oh, seen his face, guys, as he was just saying it. He was rubbing his face, like super excited. It's like there was a naked girl in front of him or something.
3: <laughs> he also like developed a stutter. Like what? <laughs> I don't he he just like became like another person for a second there. Like he just forgot how to talk legitimately. He's like, guys, guys, we gotta, we gotta, we gotta thing. Yeah, well, well,
2: well, we, well, we found.
3: <laughs> but no, we we are we're psyched about it, uh, and yeah, and I've been enjoying that. Um, but yeah, no, and, and I guess I'll ask you, Donnie, because I, I know you said you've been following European soccer more. Uh, Champions League coming back, yeah. There's. Uh, it's, it's finally back again. It's been Thank a goodness. very long time. Uh, yeah. many, many, many moons. Um, do you, have you been following who's left? Uh, do you, do you have any predictions there?
0: I, I mean, I have to go. I mean, I, it, it's been a while. I got to read up on it because it's been away for so long and I've been trying to concentrate on like hockey and baseball and all this stuff coming back. Yeah, There's a lot. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I mean, obviously, and I mean, you know this, I'm a UV fan. Um, sure. They've taken some tough losses here of recent. I mean, Ibrahimović just destroyed them the other day. Oh,
3: dude. That man and, is, is – well, he's destroying everybody. Like, this man is like 38, and he's averaging like a goal and an assist per game. Guy's it is machine. incredible.
0: He's a machine. But, I mean, yeah. I, I, I always got to go with Juve. I mean – Obviously, they're always there. Another team they're like the bridesmaid, never the bride. They make it, they go all the way, and then they get just trounced. So, I, I, my heart is always with Juve. So, I mean, I'd have to look at what the rest of the draw is like. Um, by the way, if, uh, just
2: an honorable mention that that goal that they scored when they, they went to the final recently against Real, right? Yes, that goal. I think I mean maybe Danny can take this one away, but that goal wow. where they literally like they passed it like three or four times without touching the floor, and then it was like a bicycle kick into the net. That,
3: that's Ronaldo at his best, man. It's,
0: dude,
2: that's uh, be the best that's
3: player.
0: Dude, that, that has the, to be one the of the best. Juvent- that was against goals. Juventus, and yeah. and the fans for Juventus cheered for Ronaldo, who wasn't yeah. playing for Juventus at the time. That's how nasty that goal was. I remember watching that. And just saying, just that, that end was the a game. Now that was a what? Juventus goal. Yeah. No, what was? No, no, no. no it, it was
3: for Madrid. It was, it was for Madrid. Madrid. It was. It was before he left, and that's very confusing. It's the year before he left. Hold on, I'm
2: talking yeah, about. Yeah. you talking, you're talking about the goal that goes that, that it's it's like bicycle kicks style that goes over the goalie's head into the back corner perfectly. I'm talking about. I, I'm. I'm. I'm, I'm Call me crazy here, but that was it, was it was it was it was when Real Madrid played Juventus in the final in the UEFA champions. It was like in the last two three, what three years. Maybe.
0: That was the last time that was when Ronaldo but, played. But Madrid again. won that final. They did, yeah. they did. That's what I'm but saying. Apart, but I'm
2: saying the goal was scored by Ronaldo. You. No. Bro. Yeah, I, yeah, you guys are I tripping. All right, go ahead. Do your thing. But oh no, no, this. no. You
3: know what? You're literally right. It was Mario Mandzukic. Mandzukic. Mario Mandzukic scored that's for uh, For Juventus. Yeah. You are correct. You know, you know why know, that's why right, that is absolutely I, true.
0: That we can't stay in Croatia look, and look, Soccer. Look
2: so. up the Mandzukic goal. I think that's one of the most beautiful. Just that you guys were talking about Juve and like I i I'm, I like Juve as well. Um I thought that was one of the most beautiful goals ever, even though I'm a hardcore Real Madrid fan and you know, I I really did enjoy that streak that they were on those five years where they won four out of five. And it's
3: gone. I don't know what happened.
2: Went to sheet. <laughs> I mean, I mean, I mean, it is what it is. like you cycle in and you cycle out. You know, you can only have so many power like powerhouse years like that, you know.
3: That's the great thing about international soccer is like that that doesn't happen in the us in the u s you have these dynasties where like just just the patriots or or the warriors or somebody is just good for so long, yeah. especially going back. I mean you look at like obviously the Lakers or the Celtics way back in, in the NBA and and there's countless examples of that they stay good and they just win again and again and again and again yeah. and it, in international soccer you've you've really got to keep your guard up because it's literally all over the world the best teams are going head to head and there's not another sport that has that. that, That's really, it's, it's something really special about soccer that's incredibly exciting and, and it makes for, for good, good, uh, good drama and good stories for sure.
2: Agreed. Agreed. So, yeah, man. Around the World News all up in this podcast uh, yeah, episode. Real, I actually, actually, I have one. If you, I know none of you, nobody here watches fights, but something very interesting is happening. Unfortunately, could be, uh, you know, the, the Russian guy that beat Conor McGregor. That's how I'll introduce him since maybe that's how you guys know him. <laughs> the Russian guy who beat Conor up and then jumped over the fence and beat the shit out of his corner and started a mob <laughs> fight. That guy, he, unfortunately, his father got COVID and due to those health complications passed away this last month. Uh, very sad times. I was like his mentor, his coach, his his everything. And this guy is now he's undefeated. Like he, I, don't, I think he's only lost like one round in his entire UFC career. This guy is one of the best to ever do it. Um, and uh, yeah, he's just announced that he's probably got two fights left in him. Uh, the the one just got announced for I think it's October, and it's against Justin Gaethje. I recommend you guys if you've never watched a UFC fight, you should check that one out. It's a very high class, high class, uh, high skill set type of fight. It's a uh, it's a name you can't even know you won't even be able to pronounce it yourself. It's Khabib Nurmagomedov. Good luck. Um, and he's fighting Justin Gaethje. Um, that's a really exciting. And then they're also saying they're speculating, and the UFC wants this to happen that his final fight before he retires at a perfect thirty and zero if he wins against uh, the former, uh, very world known uh, George Saint Pierre. So uh, that that's something that's in the talks right now, in that as well. And uh, really quick fun fact: on Saturday, because there was no audience at the fights. Um, there was an instant where a fighter by the name of Tornado he dropped this one guy, and uh, the announcer thought that the referee should have stopped the fight right away. So he yelled, "Stop the fight!" as loud as he could into the you know into the, towards the octagon, which is what you're not you're not supposed to do that at all. And the, since there was no audience, when the when the guy said stop the fight and he yelled it really loud, the referee obviously he has to listen for a couple of voices that have that, that I didn't know this. Apparently the referee is not the only one who can stop a fight. Uh, I mean, he has the ultimate say in authority, but if he hears a doctor in the sideline say stop the fight, he will always take their judgment because he will always assume that he, maybe he didn't see something and he'll go stop the fight. So that created some controversy this week in the UFC where an actual commentator yelled and it was so loud because of the fact that there's no audience that he affected the outcome of a fight and the referee didn't appreciate that. Just a little little fun thing that doesn't usually happen. And
0: thank you. Thank you, COVID. <laughs> We've been saying that a lot lately. <laughs> thank you. Thanks for nothing. Thanks, COVID.
2: Thanks, COVID.
0: But... uh. Yeah, guys. I mean, thank you so much for joining us on another episode of Game on a Sports Podcast for everyone. As usual, I'm your host, Don. Please don't forget to check us out on social media. Twitter is at Game on Everyone. Instagram is at Game on Sports Podcast. Uh, Also, Danny, thank you for joining us Uh, on short notice. That was was awesome. Um, Yes, sir. uh, Love being with y'all. Yeah, definitely. And don't forget, I know Danny's podcast, Small World Soccer Report, is not on our network anymore, but he is still doing his thing. Please shout your stuff out. Let people know where they can listen to you.
3: Yeah, absolutely. Uh, it's Small World Soccer, uh, so you can search that up on Spotify, Google Podcasts, whatever other podcast site. I don't know. Uh, definitely check us out on Twitter. We are releasing tomorrow brand-new branding for Small World. It is brand-new logo. We're adding a couple branches to our blog, which is kind of our, our main vessel uh, at Small World. And for those who don't know, Small World Soccer, uh, lower league content uh, from pretty much anywhere around the U.S., uh, kind of serving the, the deserving people who uh, don't get a lot of coverage. Lower league soccer, obviously not um, super popular, but uh, a lot of people, a lot of clubs, leagues that deserve uh, a lot more attention than they get. So Small World's trying to, trying to fill that gap. Uh, and so all that being said, uh, brand new logo. Uh, and and a lot of new cool content coming out. So you're going to want to follow us, uh, S-M-L-W-L-D, Small World Without the uh, Vowels, because we're cool like that. Uh, So S-M-L-W-L-D underscore official, because we're official like that. Uh, That's our uh, Twitter handle. So you can follow us there, uh, and we'll have all that information coming out soon.
0: Awesome. That's amazing, man. I'm so happy for you, honestly. Uh, we, We brought you on. You know, I'm, I'm happy you branched out. You're doing your thing. I mean, that's, that's amazing stuff. And and, and what you're doing for that lower league community is, is absolutely amazing. So, you know, keep doing what you're doing, Danny. Again, thank you so much for coming on Bryce. Thank you for coming on and flopping and betting 10 bucks on Notre Dame. That was (laughs)
3: insane.
0: That's, that's the worst 10 bucks you'll spend. I think it is in the next couple of uh, next couple of months. Um, Again, guys, if you have any questions, you want to hear us talk about something, you have any suggestions, you want to come at me for sitting on Notre Dame, hit us up on our social medias. Like I said, again, it's Game On Everyone on Twitter, Game On Sports Podcast on Instagram. If you want to talk the fight game, we got Danny Miami, yo, yo. Here. Danny, what's your Instagram handle? Cause you changed it. Cause you're a punk ass.
2: Danny Miami underscore three Oh five. And the O is a zero as in the zero and the area code of the Miami Marlins,
0: <laughs> Danny
2: Miami underscore three Oh five. And yes, guys, um, if you are listening to this podcast on YouTube, make sure you leave comments. We love going through comments and seeing who gets shat on like, Hey, look, they talk shit about you, bro. Like we love it. So so bring the heat bring the comments like and subscribe
0: ring the bell tickle the ding dong you already know <laughs> yeah <laughs> again, the, wow. the YouTube YouTube is the full name Game On Sports Podcast for everyone it's also in the link in our bio and all our social medias guys thank you so much Danny Bryce always a pleasure and we will see you on Monday Peace out, y'all. Game On guys nice have a good you. one come on later, later.